everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey guys. Hey. 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 Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 82 of Hop Culture. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a little behind the scenes on to how we arrived um, at our topic for today. So Grace and I have taken to um, having these sessions, these podcast planning sessions that we call working lunches. Um <laughs> Even though lunch is not provided and we don't have expenses to use as tax write-offs because we don't make income, so we don't pay taxes. <laughs> um, and they're really just, it's a name we give to trying to work on the podcast. And um, I was reading Grace. I have a note on my phone of a bunch of ideas for podcast episodes. And sometimes it's just like one random word that will come to me. And I'll just be like, I'll write this down. You know, and it, it's like a stroke of inspiration. So Grace was dying laughing at some of them. Um, Claire was doing the thing where she's like pretending to be offended, but is clearly not. Like, it's clearly, like, <laughs> loving that, like, I'm laughing at her list of ideas. <laughs> I don't think I was offended, but I was I was sort of like, okay, well, if you have better ideas, you're welcome to contribute <laughs> some. I think one, the one she left the hardest at was uh, inventions. which <laughs> Just the word inventions. <laughs> Just the word inventions. I can't like, wait. Like the nutty professor or something. Like, what is it? Like, inventions that we've me? I don't know. In the context of like four sisters, like what? Four sisters with not any sort of like mechanical engineering. Well, we can't get into it because what if we end up turning it into an episode? Let's not give it away. I, I, have, right. I have a few tricks. No, it's, just, <laughs> it's um, just a funny idea. It is funny. No, it totally is. <laughs> but there was one I had written down that she did like. And so we kind of fleshed it out into an episode today. So um, today we're going to be talking about rabbit holes. Um, and so I saw this question online somewhere a while ago. It said, what's something you could talk about for 30 minutes without any prep? And I thought that was kind of an interesting question, um, especially in the context of the internet where I don't know about you guys, but I can seriously fall down a rabbit hole so easily on Wikipedia or wherever where it's like I start looking up, you know, someone, a historical character in a movie. And pretty soon I'm on like a Reddit thread about conspiracy theories about X, Y, Z. You know, you just never know what you're going to find. So we're going to do a little uh, roundtable about our favorite rabbit holes that we have educated ourselves on in the past and we're not going to talk for 30 minutes because that would obviously be boring. Um, but we will do a quick summary of some of the favorite things we've learned about online. But before we start, do you guys know where the term down the rabbit hole comes from originally? Is it Alice in Wonderland? It is Alice in Wonderland. That is the first uh, known use in the English language. How do you guys feel about Alice in Wonderland? Um, 
that's that's actually its own rabbit hole that I've it is down. yeah <laughs> yeah of because like her history her history well oh. there's all this speculation that it was like a psychedelic experience right that like Lewis Carroll was recounting or something oh I, I thought the history that. was mm-hmm. that he wrote about the daughter of like this rich family that like she was a little kid and he wanted to marry her Oh, oh great! No. Oh, he wanted to marry her. It was a long oh, time. Oh, I thought Grace. I thought they were just best friends, but I guess <laughs> in, the, in the context of history, that makes a little more sense. sound great. Oh, and also, Mad Hatters were like, uh, who was it that would make hats? Milliners. I think they actually would get like poisoned by the chemicals that they <gasps> used to create hats. And so and that was mad? like where the Mad Hatter thing came from. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, I feel, feel like that's been too scary that, for me. He's always talking mm-hmm. about Mad King George. Yeah, it is scary, <laughs> and it seems like there's like historical influence. Yeah, with like the Queen and stuff. It is a little spooky. Um, I had an Alice in Wonderland birthday party as a kid. That's it seems great. like good, clean fun back in the day, but. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm like my pioneer party or my Alice in Wonderland party. Which one's dark? We also just, we don't want this episode to get too dark. So we've tried to eliminate like serial killer rabbit holes, like, you know, anything like that. That's like, which is like, honestly, a lot of the best ones, but we're going to try to keep it a little lighter. So, um, Grace has one. That's I couldn't. I was racking my brains. I picked the lightest one I could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did too. I had a hard time because uh, you know I love true crime, mm-hmm. so that's most of and just you know dark TikTok uh, dramas mm-hmm. that yeah we just can't go into here. But Grace, let's hear let's hear your slightly dark one. We start with that one. Yeah, let's start dark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so this is a fairly recent thing that happened. So people might might know about it just from, from being in the news. Um, I was introduced to this from a New Yorker article that went into super... It went into a ton of detail. Like they really, really researched this story. Um, so it's about a girl named... She was born Mackenzie Morrison. Uh, she lived in St. Louis with her mom her mom was a single mother she was a doctor they were white Uh, Mackenzie went to like a college prep school Um, they were you know well off she got straight A's all of this like you know seemed like she had this sort of like perfect life heading towards college and everything Um, in high school she started showing signs that she was being abused um and so I don't want to go super in depth on, on that. Um, I guess we should, we have, have done trigger warning for like child abuse um, mm. before we started this. But if you read the article in the New Yorker, like there's basically no question that, that she was telling the truth um, in my mind. Uh, but anyway, she got put into foster care and she like, she bounced around, I think like three foster homes Uh, before she graduated. So, like, I think this all happened her junior year, and then her senior year she was in foster care. And then then she went to the University of Pennsylvania, where um, she was studying social work, and she's doing one of those programs where you do your undergrad and get a master's at the same time. 
Um, so she's doing this program, um, doing really well. She joined a program that was called Pen First, and it was for first generation and or low income students. So there's this acronym FGLI that's like first generation, low income. I think you can be either one to be, you know, it's a pretty loose, it's just a student Mm -hmm. organization. It's like a club. So anyway, she's going to school, everything is good. And then suddenly it's getting called into question. So UPenn starts like, they start investigating for some reason. Um, I think what happened was she, she was going to go to Oxford. She had a Rhodes scholarship. Like she was, she had done really well in college. Uh, And some people from her hometown sent the Rhodes Trust, like, pictures of her horseback riding and, like, um, like at the beach, you know, saying, like, she's, like, privileged. she's not low income. Mm-hmm. Um, and so UPenn decided that they were going to hold her degree <gasps> and not let her graduate. Oh, no. And the Rhodes Scholarship, like, they took away their scholarship and, like, she wasn't able to to go to Oxford for her PhD. Um, Why were they holding her because so, she had so used that in her admissions? In her admissions, um, she had said a few things that were not like strictly like medically true about. So the whole thing with her mom culminated with, she ended up in the hospital for several weeks. Um, and there's, there's records, there's medical records of her in the hospital, but like, she said in her admissions essay something like the feeding tube, like the metallic taste of of the feeding tube. And they were like, well, wouldn't you say like, they're like, the records show that it was a plastic feeding tube. And she's like, well, it tasted metallic. I don't mm-hmm. remember. And they're like, it was like little details like that, that they were just like nitpicking. And then they decided because no criminal charges were ever filed against her mom that like, they're like, it it just shows a pattern of, of lying or something. So they basically decided that she had, she had lied about it, even though it was like super, super clear that she had not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously everything that happened like with her family was horrible, but really what the, like, I feel like the, the issue is, is like people's reactions to it. So like a lot of the news coverage of it is like entitled girl lashes out at mom or like, these different things that are like painting her as like this, this like spoiled rich girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person who founded this student organization um, is quoted. She was talking about it. This girl, her name is uh, Ania Moore. Um, and she helped found this pen first organization. She said she was like defending Mackenzie. And she was like, she's the exact type of student that we were looking for, that we wanted to found this for. FGLI kids can go to private school and or college prep school, just like Mackenzie did. We're not all inner city children who live in filthy ghettos and attend crumbling rat infested public schools as the wider media may portray us to be. Um, Mm. Hmm. And she also said, Penn dragged me into every single news outlet that asked for an interview and sent a Penn communications person with me to make sure I said the right things. It was like, oh, yay, Penn has a black Rhodes scholar with dead parents who grew up working class. So this is the girl that founded pen first and she's basically saying that like they basically the school was using her yeah like they want a a certain image yeah Mm -hmm. they want somebody Mm -hmm. who looks like 
poor. And as soon as it was getting publicity that Mackenzie didn't grow up poor, she wasn't fitting their image of like mm-hmm. what a charity student would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ugh. Uh, it's a pretty sad story, but the, real the downer. silver lining downer. <laughs> is that there was a bunch of student activism and Yupin eventually did have to give her her degrees. That's good. Um, Man. Oh, good. We love to what, see wait, what year did this band together. Again? I think this was last year, maybe. Or like it was pretty recent. Oh, this was so recent. What oh, happened oh, but, to her mom? Um, her mom was like lost her job, and then the next year was able to get another medical job. Mm. Um, hmm. That's why there weren't criminal charges. Is her mom was just like a rich white doctor, and so mm-hmm. um, they they did find like the social services did charge her and put her as on like a, a list. Um, but after a few years, like she was able to get that overturned as well, just based on having connections. Another interesting facet of this that is like a little bit more intriguing is that Mackenzie had a medical emergency in the basement of a building and like the paramedics couldn't get in with a stretcher. And so she ended up being down there for an hour and then she found out that another student had died in the basement of that same building because paramedics couldn't get in. Oh, no. And so Whoa. she tipped off his wife, and the wife is sco- suing the school. And that's sort of at the same time that, like, UPenn started looking into all of her stuff. Oh. And so there's this whole other, like, shady side of, like... UPenn. UPenn. Wow. I know. They oh. really They're messed shady. up. Like, mm-hmm. if they just given her her degree and just, like, left it, mm-hmm. I mean, they've had a lot of bad publicity over yeah this. they kind of did this to themselves it sounds like mm-hmm. wow well that was sad um not really sure where to go from but here. interesting <laughs> yeah very interesting <laughs> i didn't know about any of that no i didn't that either so recently yeah wait when was this all happening um i believe in april of this year she got her degrees oh wow okay. oh wow so recently so like the news of it was like early this year yeah, sorry, that one's a that was a sad one. Um, <laughs> who has a happy? One? I have a we more light the beat one. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was worried that I wasn't gonna have one to share. Um, so I was asking Matt like for ideas, and he couldn't think of any. So luckily, I naturally went down a rabbit hole today. And then I realized it would be a good one to talk about. So, have you guys seen Bluey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love Bluey. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Bluey is just such an endearing show. We haven't had Disney Plus until Grace gave us her login for the DCOM episode. Mm-hmm. We're all so, in a new, <laughs> new, brave new world now. Because yeah. Because we've all gotten Grace's login. <laughs> we're yeah. all watching Disney. <laughs> I don't know why I was, like, hoarding it before. It's because I was planning it's to cancel property. it. It's your property. Yeah. Well, I mean... It's your thing. You don't have to yeah. share, but we're grateful. Yeah. We are grateful <laughs> because now we've watched every episode of Bluey, like more than once, probably. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's so cute. And everyone was always telling me like, it's so good. You need to watch Bluey, but we didn't have Disney Plus. Um, so today I was watching a TikTok and it was like, <laughs> oh gosh, Maybe this isn't upbeat because actually it's so touching. But um, <laughs> it it was like no, I would never, I would never cry at a 
at a line from a kid's show or something. And then it was like, um, then in quotation marks, it said like, why did I walk in the kitchen? And then it, and then more quotation marks. And it was like, maybe you saw something you wanted. And it was, I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. And it was a line from Bluey about when Bluey learned, like learned to walk and she was taking forever to learn to walk. And then, um, she eventually, you know, started walking in the kitchen and it was because she wanted to get to her mom. (laughs) And it was so touching. And then I was reading the comments and people were commenting every touching bluey quote and like every touching episode. And so then I was just like reminded of all the touching moments and like, Oh my gosh. It was like, and I was trying to tell Matt about them and I was actually like almost like crying because (laughs) they were so cute. And so then I went online and I was looking up more bluey stuff um because some of the quotes piqued my curiosity and then i was finding all these um theories about various things like that bluey is a rainbow baby which is really sweet and like then there were theories about how how they're able to afford their house with the careers that their parents have because they're they shouldn't really be making that much money what are what are their careers um the it's the dad the dad's an archaeologist and the mom i don't remember but it's i mean something- ross from friends was making a good income in manhattan and yeah. paying child support on an archaeologist's salary so <laughs> that's a valid point yeah we don't know you know What's we don't the know theory? how much just nefarious <clears throat> activities. Oh, these weren't all like uplifting. <laughs> no, I thought most of them be like most of them were. <laughs> I can't. I love fan theories about yeah. like a mm-hmm. toddler's show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then so then I was telling Matt about this, and he was like, "Okay, you have like you've gone down multiple fan theory rabbit holes about toddler shows because I've also gone down Peppa ones. I don't know if you guys know about." Peppa being seven feet tall <laughs> in real life. I've heard that is so scary. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I, I don't realize, understand like, it. <laughs> Explain. I don't. I don't think anyone really knows originally. Oh, it's because isn't it because like on her Wikipedia or on something on like a yeah. toy or something, it's listed her as seven feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like an accident or something, and then someone tweeted it, and it it like got out of control, and people have tried to like debunk it, and then like she's just three foot nine, like a regular you know upright five year old would be. Oh, regular five year old, yeah, upright big. Have you guys heard the theory that um, uh, oh, who's the coach in Friday Night Lights? Coach, uh, Taylor? Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor. That he has a drug addiction. Oh, yeah. Because he should be making a lot of money and they live in like the smallest house on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, why? But yeah, I love, I love fan theories. Like, it's kind of like we were talking about with the secret menu in our last episode. If there was like, like the show would allude to it if there was like information you were supposed to have. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just aggressive savers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He well, wants they, to retire they're early. Australian, they aren't they? Had a big inheritance. Yeah, uh, they're oh, Australian. I was about, so they sorry, get I was like about Coach Taylor. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Bluey's parents. They could be aggressive figures, <laughs> you know. So, so I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. But back to Bluey, they live in Australia, and I think they might have like some universal income there. So yeah, I feel know. like yeah, I don't think that they're up to no good. <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, I don't think you guys are gonna like mine, but let me tell you a little bit about the life of. Roald Dahl. <laughs> oh, because I feel like this is going to be sad. Do you sad. guys know about him? A no. little bit. A little bit, but is it sad? Us. Oh, no. Claire. <laughs> I mean, his life I've been on that Wikipedia page. Crazy. I'm pretty sure. Um, I first got into it because I just heard some kind of story about his, um, his son being hit by a taxi when he was like a baby or a toddler. And so it intrigued me. So I went to his Wikipedia and turns out Roald Dahl was a very complicated person. So let me start at the beginning. He, um, as a child, was born to Norwegian immigrants in London. And he went to these um, like live-in schools that were very um, kind of cruel to him. And so I like to think that that is the inspiration for Miss Trunchbull. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was quite a prankster. Um, And and he even had, um, he hated his headmaster, um, who was kind of a scary, violent guy. But his headmaster was Jeffrey Fisher, who later became the Archbishop of Canterbury. Wow. And crowned Queen Elizabeth II when she Whoa. was crowned queen. Wow. Um, so that's not a great uh, fact about the British monarchy. But um, later, he became a fighter pilot in World War II hmm. and an intelligence officer. Um, he was one of only three survivors um, from his pilot training out of 16 that um, went in. Then he became a diplomat after he um, was injured and moved to America. That's where he met his wife, his first wife, Patricia Neal. They had a very tumultuous marriage. Um, She, which this is where people kind of disagree. (laughs) The Daily Mail UK, um, I had to like copy this quote. They called him a serial womanizer and a ruthlessly detached, cold-blooded character capable of emotional cruelty. Hmm. But then there are other (laughs) there are other sources that say that they just didn't really love each other, and so they had just a tumultuous relationship in general. Um, So they had five children. Their third child, Theo, was hit by a by a taxi while he was in his stroller in New York City, and he suffered from hydrocephalus, which is where... Oh, no. <laughs> and I hate this. Come on. This is, no, he survived, and he is okay. He led a very happy life. Okay. okay. But he, his head, you know, hydrocephalus causes swelling mm-hmm. in infants, and so uh, rolled. <laughs> We're on a first-name basis. He... Um, worked with these two other men one was a an engineer one was a physician and he had his name uh put on this 
valve that improved the treatment for hydrocephalus, um, which was pretty cool. Hmm. Then his wife had an aneurysm while she was pregnant with their last child and had to relearn pretty much everything. She had to learn how to read and write. And he, um, and she was like a very famous actress, Patricia Neal. So she had to relearn all of that before she could go back to acting. And he was the one who rehabilitated her. And <laughs> the Daily Mail called it um, a cruel, something like a cruel, brutal rehabilitation. But then they also said that it became the standard like for how to to rehabilitate stroke <laughs> patients. So I'm wow. a little confused because it worked really well. Is, the Daily Mail is liberties. not <laughs> a super credible source, <laughs> but they're my favorite source because they're just, they make so it dramatic. extra dramatic. Um, anyway, then he went on to have an 11-year affair <laughs> with this fancy lady um, from England. She was the Queen Mother's cousin's niece. And then finally, he divorced his wife after 30 years, and they and this other lady, Felicity, and him got married, and it sounds like he was a much nicer husband to her than to his first wife. Um, Wait, what about her? his middle wife? Oh, that was the same wife? That was the first mm-hmm. wife. Wait, oh, there was only two wives. I thought, he, <laughs> I thought he divorced her before all the kids. Oh, no. Oh, I No, see. they had, yeah, all of his kids were from his first wife. Um, so, basically, I'm just very intrigued because he seems like a very complicated character. Mm-hmm. And it has kind of ruined um, some of my favorite childhood <laughs> stories. Well, it sounds but- <laughs> like he lived, like, so many different lives. Like, he lived so many lives. The fighter pilot side, you know, and then coming to the U.S. I didn't know. I thought he lived in England his whole life. I didn't know he lived in the United States. And then being involved in these, like, medical discoveries, writing children's literature, rehabilitating his wife. <laughs> like That just sounds like yeah. so many different things. It's, also, it's just crazy. Yeah. Having affairs. Um very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so just just make of him what you will. Um, I choose to just separate the art from the artist in this case, mm-hmm. even though I know that's not really what you're supposed to do. But sometimes I you just gotta. love Matilda too much. Mm-hmm. Um, There's so, so many. So like Roald Dahl um, wasn't. Well, we just talked about Lewis Carroll <laughs> potentially mm-hmm. being weird. Um, mm-hmm. The guy that wrote, was it Winnie the Pooh? No. Um, Winnie the Pooh has its Finding own Neverland. Stuff. Oh, Winnie I didn't know about Winnie the Pooh. It has its own stuff. Nicer. I thought it was cute. No, it's not bad stuff. He was in the war, and there's theories that every character of Winnie the Pooh displays like a different mental disorder from like mm-hmm. being in war. Oh, I didn't so it's not that. a bad. It's like a. I just, just kind of heard sad. that uh, there actually was a real. Winnie the Pooh that was like a a bear that was tamed during the war oh. and became like a celebrity bear in oh. England. Wow. <laughs> I don't let me make sure that's true. <laughs> Let me fact check I that like one. the idea of a celebrity bear. <laughs> I feel um, like I've yeah. heard that maybe. And then who was the guy from Finding Neverland? Oh yeah. You know, um uh, Peter Pan guy. 
Peter Pan mm-hmm. guy. Someone Barry, mm-hmm. maybe? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's so many like children's writers that have like a complicated story when you like dig Mm -hmm. into it, you know, to be, I feel like to be like a grown professional man writing children's stories (laughs) Mm -hmm. in that era is like, I don't know, maybe just like a complicated You had to have a touch of madness to (laughs) maybe, you know? (laughs) Um, okay, well, I feel like you guys all chose more serious things than I did. I mean, I was... Anne's, I guess, was bluey. Tess <laughs> says, um, I really learned something. Grace's was too sad. Grace ran this by me earlier today, and I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. And it's it was sadder. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so my, I have, here's the thing. I could talk about thirty min- about pretty much anything for 30 minutes straight, even things that I don't really know anything about, because um, I could just talk without, you know, being stopped. Uh, and I have opinions on things that I probably even shouldn't because I'm not educated on. But one thing that I love to talk about um, is TLC shows from the early 2000s. And these shows were the bedrock of my adolescence, I would mm-hmm. say. You made us watch them. I made everyone so watch much. them. Yeah. I loved them so much. <laughs> I Why loved... did Claire have so much power? Who gave her <laughs> that much power? Here's my theory. I her think parents. mom I think mom enjoyed the shows I liked too. Mm-hmm. And true. so I think it was like she also like what not to wear. We mm-hmm. loved what not you to wear. You guys both loved that. I so I loved much. that too. Yeah, but I think it was like mom liked it too. So it was like easy for us to both. But the, it was like those were the first kind of like grown up shows I watched, you know. Um, I also loved uh, John and Kate Plus Eight when that came to be. <laughs> I loved uh, my big frat. What was it? My big fat American gypsy wedding or something. I loved that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I actually think that's not a, like a nice term. But I, I'm sorry, that was just the title of the show. Um, so Irish Travelers is a whole culture I could do a TED Talk on, but I'm not going to today. I'm going to talk about Trading Spaces, which is just a show I love so incredibly much. I, and I could get behind Trading Spaces. Like, yeah, even Trading back in Spaces, the day, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was my first exposure to reality TV. You know, it was like TLC, I'm sure... In my mind, they invented reality TV. I'm sure they didn't, but that was that was like the first exposure. That and American Idol was like the first exposure I had to reality TV. And it was so good. Um, so specifically what I would like to talk about today is the Notorious Trading Spaces episode. So for those that are not familiar, I, I guess I'm just jumping ahead, assuming everyone knows the show. So Trading Spaces was based on a British show called Changing Rooms, which I think is like the first name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so... I just think it's so funny that they took like synonyms and just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even though changing, it should be like switching rooms or something, right? But maybe yeah. that's not like something British. Well, maybe say. it's a play on words because you're switching rooms, but then you're also changing the room. Oh, mm. okay. You know what? I stand corrected. Oh. That's actually probably true. But I mean, so, rooms isn't very. But is it just one room? It's a really room? boring name. I thought it was it's, like. No, it's one room. So the rule oh. is 48 hours, one room. A thousand dollars, and you have a designer. 
So you have to be neighbors. You had to be within two minutes walking distance of the other house. Um, and because they shared um, a carpenter. And they had to be able to like walk, like the cast and crew had to be able to like walk back and forth like really easily. They each had a designer to work with. And so, yeah, it was just the one room. And and the show was kind of notorious for like the designers were known for some of them. So does anyone remember any of the designers? I'll rattle off the ones I remember. Genevieve, Vern, Lori, Frank, Doug, Hildy. I think those were the original six. Um, Hildy was known for very out there designs. Um, Frank was very like, if you imagine like toll painting from like the nineties, I feel like that inspired his style. It was very like old man Mm -hmm. who likes like little painted designs on things kind of. That's I'm not really sure where they found him. The designers, (laughs) I'm going to say watching it again, I'm like, who are these designers? Granted, yeah. that was before all of us considered ourselves designers because we had access to like Pinterest and Instagram. I That's feel like true. now you could get anyone off the street and they could probably put together a better room. Well, this was like the harsh. year, what was this, like 2000? 2000s when it started. 2000 is one of the worst. I mean, the, <laughs> the homes then, like what is good? It's a valid point. Be like a lot mm-hmm. of like really bright. Bright. Accent walls and like, chocolate yeah. brown had yeah, a lot of gold. Yeah, there was so much brown. There was um, just too much going on in the yeah. yeah. So many accent walls. Accent walls were just taking the world by storm. So anyway, long story short, um, they would trade. And I mean, if you're just going to do one room, it's not going to be cohesive with the rest of your house. $1,000 is not very much money. As a kid, as a 12-year-old watching the show, I was like, oh, 1000 bucks. And now I'm like, you can't. replace furniture you know it's like they would slip make like terrible slip covers so throw pillows (laughs) like it was so thrown together do an accent wall at the time i was like well you know they didn't have that much money to do this but Mm -hmm. now i'm like i could actually do a lot with a thousand that's actually true i would love to have a thousand dollars i could completely a transform <laughs> yeah. a room with that and it would not be that hard that's I don't actually know why true. they did such a bad job they did such a they were so bad like so bad so my favorite one i want to talk about is the episode where um the this lady had this stone fireplace and she had been very clear about how she did not want the stone fireplace touched and Doug was the designer and he had such arrogance. Oh, he was so annoying. He was probably the most unlikable of the designers, like on a personal level. Um, But he built this like wood covering kind of. Now, in his defense, I'm not a big like stone fireplace person. So I actually thought it looked like nicer after but it wasn't ruining the stone. He didn't paint the stone. You could take the, like, you could detach the covering and, like, the fireplace was okay. Mm-hmm. But the lady, her name was Sue. Um, She, do you guys remember this? Mm-hmm. She cried. Like, they came in and she was, like, mad. Like, she was like, yeah. you guys are going to be fixing this. And she <laughs> goes off camera and her mic's still on and you can hear her <laughs> rick racking sobs like off camera (laughs) and her husband's like i just see a lot of firewood this is a shame and stuff and like poor Paige davis 
light of my life at the time. I love Paige Davis. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She was like the best TV host ever. Um, She's trying to like be like, oh, is there is there anything in the room you like? And he's like, "Mm, I don't know and stuff. And then the worst part is when the neighbors come back and like they have to like see each other at the end and she won't even make eye contact with like the with like her friends. And it it's so physically uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's hard Ugh. to watch. But here's what I looked into. So before they watch the show, they have to, because I come back to watch, I have a compilation on YouTube of worst <laughs> trading spaces reveals that I will link in on our Instagram. If you ever just want like some fun entertainment, it's about 10 minutes long. It's kind of uncomfortable. I mean, it's like, I don't know. If you don't like physical discomfort from awkwardness, don't watch it. But it is fun to see the bad designs. And here's what I kind of have a hard time with. People are, because I've talked about this in the past and people have been like, well, they ruined her fireplace. That was rude. She said she didn't want it changed. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get where like, if you specifically said, please don't do this. I'm going to push back a little bit though. There's two things. One they actually do ha- there's a there's a contract you sign before you go on the show and you put things that you're not allowed that like they are not allowed to do so she obviously didn't put that on you know mm-hmm. um and maybe she did and that's probably why he did the cover you know instead mm-hmm. of actually like like they could take that wooden cover off and the fireplace was untouched um they probably just didn't clearly explain that to her at the reveal just like to create more drama but my main thing is kind of like and not just for crying sue that's what she's known as crying sue (laughs) um because there's an article where Paige defends her which is very again Paige is just Paige she's a stand-up lady she's a class act she's rc willie spokewoman spokeswoman she's a stage actress and she's written a book page by page um and she's married to a man whose last name is page so she goes Whoa, by what? Paige davis still yeah okay <laughs> i know i know um page by page is not available i don't think it's in print anymore so i was gonna order it on thrift books but it wouldn't have come before that <laughs> I showed Dave a picture of her last night and I was like, Do you recognize her? And he was like, No. And I was like, RC Willie? And he's like, Yeah. RC <laughs> so many RC Willie commercials in Utah. Anyway, she very sweetly defended her and she was like, Emotions are running high. Everyone's exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a very sweet lady. Like, <laughs> still laughing. <laughs> Anyway, I kind of think not just crying Sue, but all the people who have bad reactions and they're mad at their neighbors. Again, why did you go on the show? Yeah. When Mm -hmm. you know that the designers are, they're not going to do a subtle they're, the point of the show is to get views, right? And so you're going to do something bold. You've seen the other stuff. You've seen mm-hmm. the TV room with the red and white funky 70s TVs painted all over the wall. You've seen Hildy's straw wall. You know, like, you know the potential, and yet you go on the show. And then mm-hmm. you ruin your relationship with your neighbors. And <laughs> you have just yeah. been in this situation where, like, the designer chose everything and you mm-hmm. didn't get any yeah. say. So mm-hmm. you know that your neighbors didn't pick this. Yeah. And I have a hard time with back. that. Yeah. 
I mean, I get it. I understand. In her defense, what Paige said I thought was very nice was she was like, she went off camera to have the meltdown. She was trying not to cause a scene. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give I'll give her credit. But like you could cut the tension with a knife when the neighbors come back in. It was like death. And so I I tried to find evidence of like what's happened to to crying Sue since. <laughs> um, I, I can't find any, but I... I just loved that show so much. And I, I would love to talk trading spaces with anyone that feels as passionately about it as I do. So hit me <laughs> up. Uh, and then in that same article where Paige is justifying crying Sue, um, Frank comments, which Frank passed away in 2020, um, unfortunately. But uh, he says, but I have no problem with the room. Bielik says, Doug is an incredible designer. I have a huge love for him. He would throw you under a bus if it fit his agenda and then give you his kidney. Figure it out. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense. But it's so, it's classic Frank. Um, and then I also feel like some of these homeowners remind me of Grace a little bit in that oh, no. Grace is notorious at Christmas for saying she wants a surprise and then she doesn't like the surprise. And I feel like that's what a lot of these homeowners are doing. I've said this before. <laughs> I want my Christmas present to be a demonstration that you know me better than I know myself. And yeah, so it's you not can't, just a surprise. You, you can't put that on someone. No, it's too want. much. Yeah. I've, well, obviously, these homeowners thought that that's what their neighbor and a designer who they've never met and is trying to make good TV would do. And that's just not reality. <laughs> Look, sometimes what you hope for and what reality is <laughs> are not the same thing. It was fun to think about what room I would redo in my house, though, if I were to do trading spaces. Like I would totally have them do my office. Oh, because that's like Ooh. if it doesn't turn out, what's no the big deal? You know, mm-hmm. that's what I would do with like a bedroom because it's like, eh, if I don't love it, I'm really the only one that's going to see Do they it. have to do the same type of room? No. You just get to pick like what you want. Why so would it could you be pick a kitchen a room and a living that room had like a fireplace that you were exactly. dearly attached to? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very <laughs> yeah. much. I agree. Plus, if it's a thousand dollar budget, I think the right strategy is to go for a small room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some Something. people do like their kitchen. Like a bathroom. They, like not the kitchen kitchen, but like. Yeah, someone did a kitchen and Frank did it and it was horrible. He had painted little <laughs> sayings up on the on the around oh, the top that was like oh. it wasn't live laugh love but it was similar. It was like pour a cup, cup of joe, friends and tea or something. It was like so bad. <laughs> it was like, like tea themed. And it looked like a little child had painted it. But the lady and it was like, yeah, you can't obviously renovate. You're not going to have new appliances and stuff. So it was just like painted cabinets, painted walls, a new light fixture, and the people loved it. Like they were over the moon. <laughs> so, you know, that's good. Like I'm glad they liked mm-hmm. it. But yeah, kitchen seems nuts to me. Um, I would do like a dining room or like a bedroom or something. But anyway, it's fun to think about. Okay, and do you want to do your addendum for Peppa? Yeah, all I want to say is that Peppa gets a bad rap, and I don't think it's really fair because people say she's too sassy, and she's sassy, and people say, you know, maybe they make a little too much fun of Daddy Pig, and that might be true as well. But (laughs) Peppa has not 
taught Hazel anything worse than Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger mm, ruined our life because all Hazel knows is negative emotions because Daniel Tiger is working through so many negative emotions. And so she's like, I'm so mad, like growling at us all the time. And Peppa is funny. Mm -hmm. Peppa is sassy and that is funny you know Mm -hmm. and i (laughs) we obviously value humor very highly in this family and i would rather have a funny child (laughs) who's kind of rude sometimes Mm -hmm. than one who is whining all the time yeah dealing with negative emotions all the time peppa is real peppa is an ally i what what do you mean Peppa's oh, real? I, I'm <laughs> Peppa's like a realistic child, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah if compared you to like a lot like of a kids on old child, they're sassy. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I don't think that Peppa deserves. I think for a all generation of parents that were raised by the Simpsons, we're quite mm-hmm. uppity about what we expect. <laughs> I'm sorry, you'd want your show to have respectful children who don't make fun of their deadbeat dad, then provide us with better dads yeah. mm-hmm. is all i'm we saying we can't we can't all be bluey mm-hmm. so exactly we don't we all have, have bluey dad. dad yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway i i just wanted to stand up for peppa mm-hmm. i appreciate it she appreciates it too ann i also feel like the fake youtube peppa created issues for peppa yes that peppa didn't deserve what's yeah. the fake youtube peppa it's just you know how like there was that phase where people were making like scary youtube content mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah oh, i feel like there was a lot of that it was like there was a lot, a lot of, of that that was yeah peppa scare mm-hmm. yeah there, yeah I do and so that. i yeah i was like a little suspicious of peppa at first like what was the controversy with mm-hmm. that and that was another rabbit hole that i went down but yeah i i think she's gotten too much hate from from our generation mm-hmm Well, we hope you've all learned a little something new today. Maybe you'll have some new fun facts to pull out at your next party. Let's plummet into weekly wins. (laughs) Sorry, the plummet? Why are we plummeting? We're falling falling down the rabbit hole. It was a stretch. Oh. It was was a stretch. That's a big big stretch. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm sorry. I like it. (laughs) Well, I have a win, but it's pretty small. That's okay. All wins welcome here. So mm-hmm. Anne and I discussed a little bit that I read Crooked House by Agatha Christie because oh she had, she had begged for someone to either watch it on Netflix or you know read the book or she wanted someone to talk about the story with. So I read it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting story. Found no problem with it. Um, but what? No the- problem with it. Not any problem whatsoever. No, no problem. You didn't feel like you wasted your time, and it left you feeling. Why would I feel like I wasted my time? Uplifted. Why would you be reading a murder mystery to be uplifted? Yeah, it's just like a fiction. Other Agatha Christie stories. I don't know. They usually end pretty happy. Yeah, except that someone's always the murderer, and it's always one of the like main characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but you don't. You don't really like them. Well. Anyway, I had no problem with it. But now 
I'm back into my Agatha Christie reading schedule. A long time ago, I made myself a document. It's a PDF. It has all of her novels in publication order, and I'm going through it one by one. I'm about a third of the way through. I um, cross it off when I've finished one, and I am going to read all of her novels because I've read so many throughout like my childhood teen years that I don't remember which ones I've read and which ones I haven't. And so it's just a nice mindless thing. I can find a lot of them free. I'm nice. I don't enjoyable. think that's small at all, Grace. Do yeah, that's you, great. Do you try to guess who done it? And I are you never ever right? do. Okay. I try I've to never I try to keep myself in the dark. I don't like I feel like with things like that, that's when I would feel really disappointed is if mm-hmm. I figured it out early. Yeah. So I try really hard not to. Can you make a note, like if you if you read one that you're like, Anne should not watch this ever, can you like, <laughs> just let me know? No, because you're, because I was so baffled after reading that book that I wouldn't have any sense for what, <laughs> what to Now I really want to read it because I am just so fascinated by this division. I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I have nothing to say in space right now. Claire has checked out. I'm sorry. I'm reading about Roald Dahl. His Wikipedia is oh, one of the most oh. like in-depth, interesting, comprehensive Wikipedias. It's, it's going to take me hours to get through. It, it took me a really long time. I tried to brush up because I read it a long time some ago. Some Wikipedias just don't have much, you know, mm-hmm. and it's so disappointing. And you and know this there's one, more. You, you know, know there's, there's more. Like, exactly. You know there's stuff and it's just not being mm-hmm. covered. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want sometimes a really good Wikipedia for like people alive now. I feel like it's usually like historical figures that have good ones. And I'm like, I want one for like a random girl I saw on Instagram, please. You know, like who's not famous, but I just want yeah. this much information about her controversies, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, sorry, I, I got majorly sidetracked. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Um, okay, well, I will share. Speaking of Instagram, I found her on Instagram. She's also on TikTok. Um, the account is called Karen D. Cass. Her name is Karen Cassidy. Um, she is, she does, I think she's an actress, but like her videos are mostly about teachers or like, I would say mostly teachers and also uh, she does some about like camp counselors. She does some about like, uh, parents in the classroom so I would say they're mostly like school centric I think just the fact that I've been a teacher but I think even people who haven't if you've ever been in a school if you've been a student it doesn't sound funny I'm not doing a good job selling it she's so (laughs) funny she's so delightful she's so talented I will watch her videos. I have like my favorites that I go back to and like rewatch. I'll like scroll or like save them so I can just like get to them quickly. I don't know. She's just really, really funny. I hope she ends up on like Saturday Night Live or something. Um, She's too pure for SNL, so she probably won't. But she's very, very good. And her humor is very clean. Dave will just like hear me just like chuckling to myself as I like rewatch her videos. So if you need a little back to school humor... Her stuff is so relatable and just so spot on. I recommend her. Great. I'm, I love a, a new TikTok account to follow. Uh, just a little follow-up. Um, did anybody look up 
Rue. <laughs> I know that you probably. Didn't. I don't remember. I don't who even Rue was. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm okay, so I'll just send you some of her videos <laughs> because I just. Oh want yeah, the baby to, eating to know. Oh, how the cute baby. She is. Yeah, I didn't. She's I'm sorry. So funny. Um. Okay. Well, I love that. I will. Um. I guess. I might go look that up. Yeah, you're like, if you're not going to look up record. mine, then I'm not going to look up yours. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, I want to say that I was correct about Winnie the Pooh being based on a real bear. Um, mm. He was a, a celebrity bear. Domesticated bear. People rode him around like a horse sometimes at the zoo. He had a whole following. Wow, zoos um, were real different back then than they mm-hmm. are now. Can you <laughs> imagine? Were. Well, my Wheelie Win is not that exciting to the world but to me it is we finally got a pickleball set that's very nice. exciting because it was luke's birthday and we played with some friends on saturday and the people that we played with first smoked us to such an embarrassing degree we thought that we were ready to play with other people but apparently we were not and it got to the point where they were trying to give us tips. Oh, no. Which is always a human tips to get to. Are, it's like, just let me lose in dignity, yeah. please. I know. I know. They were telling us to come up into the kitchen. Mm. They were, I don't know. So, but it was, it ended up being helpful. And we recovered with the next people that we played with. And thankfully, Luke was not as embarrassed as I was. So he still had a good birthday. Um but I'm just very excited. I'm hoping we don't get we don't face any rejections um, like Matt mm-hmm. has in the past. <laughs> I think the um, moral of the story with pickleball is don't play it with anyone that you're not like a hundred percent related to. Re- relatives <laughs> or like, or like inner circle <laughs> friends only. It's yeah, true. very close yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be very confident that these people because everyone. This is what I've learned. Everyone will say. Oh, I just play for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not really good, but then they will kind of be visibly annoyed that you're so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, and people are just really snooty about pickleball for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like this was mm-hmm. created to just be fun, and yeah. you're ruining it. And it, I think mm-hmm. it was kind of created like a lot with like older people. It's supposed to be a leisurely thing, but of course, people have taken it too far, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's become a caste system, you know, mm-hmm. for society. And I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm one on the bit. bottom and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my weekly win is that we went to a friend's house for dinner and we've been there like a few times. And every time I'm like, it feels so just homey here, feels so just well decorated and nice. And every time I walk out of their house, I'm like, I need to decorate my house because I kind of just feel like our house isn't quite finished yet. Like every room has something in it that's like not done. And so I'm like, I just am not going to decorate this room till it's completely finished. But that means that it just doesn't feel super homey here. So your house is so decorated. I was going to say, well, compared to mine, I actually feel like yours is more decorated. <laughs> I've come a long way already, but um, I came home and I got on Pinterest and I sat in the corner of the room where I could see everything while I was feeding Dottie and I just planned it all out and I messaged mom and asked for her opinions on things and I got it all planned out 
And now I have a plan for decorating the main floor in its entirety. And we already have a lot of things like um, we got this humongous mirror that we're going to put up over our couch. And we have this huge piece of art from grandma and grandpa that we're going to put in our dining room. And I think it's just going to feel like a little bit more finished, even though we still have like a couple things left to finish on the main floor. And I already made, I made these panels out of wallpaper. I just went out and got the stuff to make them and I made oh, them. Man. Wow. All in one day. I wanted to make those out of wallpaper. Oh, well. Sometimes you just got to go out and do it and not mm-hmm. overthink it. You know? Yeah. Don't overthink it. So yeah, I feel... I feel better about it already. <laughs> that's, nice. that's great. I'm very jealous. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm very impressed. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>